Hello, this is Manny Ramos, your host of Rise Up, Real Issues and Stories of Every One of Us podcast. First, let me talk about who we are. I'm Manny Ramos, a board member of PNAA, a past president of the Philippine Nurses Association of Central Florida. I'm a professor of nursing at Valencia College in Orlando and an adjunct faculty at William Patterson University. With me today is my co-host, Mindy Ofiana. Mindy? Thank you, Manny. Welcome, everyone. I am Mindy Ofiana, Legislative Committee Chair for PNAA and a Corresponding Secretary for PNAA Foundation and a past president of PNA Southern California and currently an adjunct professor at Charles R. Drew University Department of Medicine and Sciences. Fanny? Thank you, Mindy. Our guest today is Father Julian Jagodilia, is with the Order of Friars Minor and is the Executive Director of the Migrant Center of New York with a mission to empower immigrants by strengthening migrant communities, raising public awareness of the plight of migrants and organizing advocates of immigrant rights. The Migrant Center of New York promotes and protects the rights and welfare of migrants and refugees by providing pro bono or affordable immigration legal services, education, and advocacy. Good afternoon, Father Julian. Welcome to Rise Up. Thank you. Good afternoon. I'm glad to be here. Well, nice to meet you, Father Julian. Good afternoon. afternoon. Uh, I would like to start our conversation about you, you know, Father. I hope you don't mind. Where were you born? Were you born in the Philippines or were you born here? And let me t- tell us about yourself. Well, I was born well, in the Philippines and I came in my early 20s and I lived and worked in New York City before I continued my journey to the priesthood. And I joined the Friars Minor or the Franciscans here in New York City. After I was ordained, I was assigned in different, many states in the U.S. I've been here in New York City doing immigration work for close to 10 years now. That's my primary ministry, the Migrant Center, as you mentioned, that helps immigrants with their legal needs and advocacy for them. And that the Migrant Center is also based here at the Church of St. Francis of Assisi that is located in Midtown Manhattan, Manhattan, New York City. City. We're actually actually practically practically half a block away away from Penn Station Station and all major major, uh, transportation uh, routes. So, Father Julian, um, would you be able to share to us what made you choose the path of priesthood? Uh, since uh, since uh, I, was, I was taught by nuns in, in grammar school in the Philippines, and one of the things that I, after discerning that I want to do with my life was uh, to, to serve, to serve the people, to serve the people of God. And uh, of the many professions in life that I thought of, uh, priesthood became clear to me. Uh, that's where God was calling me. And... and since, Since I, I, entered I entered the seminary in the Philippines, Philippines when, I 16, when I was 16, and I was cut off because I, I, I left and studied uh, in a university, finished a degree and came to the U.S. to work as a lay missionary, and later on continued my journey to the priesthood, and I was ordained here in the U.S. Father, the Migrant Center of New York was started in 1999 by Father Brian Jordan. And you have led this center since 2013. Mm-hmm. What was its motivation for establishing this center? 
Uh, our, uh, our ministry, ministry uh, flows uh, from uh, uh, one of the goals that was set by the Franciscans here in the North is that is to work and advocate for the rights of the poor, especially the immigrants. Uh, what Father Brian started in 2013 was an informal service that is giving that advice, is advice to migrants on how they file their papers, but it was only it was relegated only to uh, legal, uh, services legal services or assistance, assistance you know, you uh, know advice on paperwork. When I resumed the ministry in 2013, I added two components, that is advocacy and education, because I believe it's not enough to help people process their papers. The, 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 the service is, is dedicated to those who have uh, 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 documents here in the U.S. What about the undocumented? What do we do for them? You know, so we, we advocate for them. We advocate for the rights to protect them when they're harassed or raided by ICE. So we advocate for the rights. We, we march. We go out. We, 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 we advocate for them in the legislature, especially here in New York City. Uh, and, and and top of that, they said, well, it's not enough to just advocate and help them with their legal papers. We also need to educate the public. You know, why, why is it that we say, well, the U.S. is a country of immigrants? So what does it so mean? Does it mean? You know, uh, uh, what does it what mean does it and mean? how can how we, can we uh, uh, I would say, uh, combat, combat uh, anti-immigrant anti sentiments and thinking and in our society? society. So, so we are helping, we are helping those, those who qualify for assistance. for assistance. We're helping, We're helping those, those who are without, without status, status in, in, in the U.S. And at the same, at time, the same time, we are, we are uh, educating, educating the, 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 the general public. public. You know, that is, we need immigrants in this country, and if there's anything we can do to help them, we should. And of course, we are, we are from my end, and from the church's end, and from the Franciscans' end, uh, we are responding from a faith perspective. So, uh, Father Julian, um, would, would you say there's been a change in the last... Uh, two, three, or four years um, related to the migrants that you've seen? Yes, yeah. if you're talking, talking about, about the present administration, administration and the previous administration, there have been changes uh, because of kind of like uh, punitive laws, laws that the previous administration put in place. But we also, but we also have, have to look at it in at the it general in framework, framework that is, there is a there need to uh, overhaul, overhaul the immigration system, system in the U.S. US. You know, uh, uh, lawyers, lawyers and experts on immigration have been calling, calling for immigration, for immigration reform. reform. You know, I, I believe uh, we have to go into the basics and say, what does it mean? What do we mean by immigration reform? There's a lot of, of, of uh, facets of that that need to be discussed or unpacked. But the, the, the reality is uh, there's still a lot of uh, undocumented immigrants here in the U.S. There's a lot of Filipino undocumented immigrants here in New York City and all over the U.S.A. But the question is, you know, how can we help them, especially if they don't have legal status here? And by the way, by the way I, 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 really I really encourage people, people to think in terms, terms of people, people who are undocumented, who are undocumented as, opposed as opposed to people, people who are here illegally. illegally. 
by law. By law. <laughs> yes, they're yes, here they're illegally. illegally. But it doesn't, it doesn't mean when they're here illegally, illegally that it diminishes their human dignity. So we say so instead we say of calling them as illegals, we call them, call them as undocumented or, or without, status. without status. You know, you know they're, they're already deprived of their, their you know, welfare, welfare or their well-being because they don't have they papers. Don't have papers. If, we if we go to strip, strip off that off another layer of their dignity, then, then I wonder what's wonder left of them. them. Hmm. Um, there must be some challenges and successes in, that you encounter in the uh, center. And what organizations have you been working with to address issues of the undocumented or the challenges and successes of the undocumented individuals? Uh, uh, one of the, uh, previously one of the organizations that I worked with closely in advocating, especially for the undocumented, is Faith in Action. It's a national organization. And here in New York City, uh, there's their counterpart called uh, Faith in New York. I also worked in the past with uh, uh, friends uh, of immigrants. Uh, I also worked with uh, Freedom. Uh, uh, freedom, freedom and justice, justice for immigrants, for immigrants which, which is uh, uh, the, the the immigration arm of the USACB. Uh, I'm not getting the right name right now correctly, but you know they have uh, justice for immigrants. Yeah, GF. Uh, that's the uh, immigration arm of the Catholic uh, Bishops Conference of the US. The challenges, the challenges are, of course, are, of sometimes, course, sometimes uh, you know, uh, 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 human uh, tendency, I would call that, that is, you know, people would say, what is, what is there for me to take part in this? And we also know that, and my experience, especially with the Philippines, they're like, okay, I got what I want, so good luck to your work. Instead of like, be part of the solution. It's not because you got your immigration papers that you say goodbye to us. What about, what about those, who, those are who are undocumented? Could we do something, could we do something for them? For them? Yeah. So, and of course, of course others are others very, are very, uh, 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 very negative very about immigration. About immigration. Uh, early, uh, early on, on uh, in 2013, when we started the ministry, a lot of people, parishioners of ours here at, at St. Francis, you know, were questioning, why, why are you working here? Why are you helping this, you know, this illegal aliens? Illegal aliens, that's so, that's so heavy a term. No, they're not, they're not aliens, aliens to me. To by, law, by yes. law, yes. You know, but in the but church, we don't call other people, people aliens. aliens. You know, do you no, call, you the, call the, 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 the children of God aliens? aliens. You know, <laughs> undocumented. So I get criticized for for working for for immigrants, especially undocumented. So, um, so how does it feel? Um, you know, having to deal with this. Um. Is safety ever an issue for you? No. Do you feel safe? <laughs> I feel I very feel safe. Very safe. Uh, I'm a friar. I think I it think goes it with, goes, you know, without being said as a friar, people respect you, people listen to you. But of course, you know, there would always be challenges from people that would say, you should not help. What are you doing? You know, but what I, I do is I don't, I don't, I don't allow negativity to consume my energy. There are so there are many so things, things that could be, that done. be done. There are so there are many, so many good, good things, things that, that we, we all can, can do. do. Yeah. So let's so not let's allow, allow you know, negativity, negativity, you know, uh, uh, to, 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 to bug us down. down. 
Even even, yeah, with, even a with a group that I had a conversation, conversation last Saturday, I said, let's, let's, let's not allow, you know, negative, negative thoughts or emotions, emotions feelings, feelings, suggestions to, 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 to distract us from us our, our main objective. I, uh, having, dealing with this issues with immigration, and I know it, maybe it's not in your, in your um, front, mind that of your safety but uh anti-asian hate crimes have increased for over 300 percent last year mm -hmm. examples mm -hmm. of the cases is uh, you know michelle go yan pauma uh matrimonies among many what are your th thoughts about this a surge in anti-asian uh hate crimes thoughts on many <laughs> <laughs> um, um I'm sure, I'm sure you've heard of the saying, saying you know, not until, until something, something reaches, reaches home, home that it that does, does not, not feel personal, personal to, you. to you, right? Right. If an experience, if an experience happens, happens to somebody, to somebody that you don't, don't know, know, a stranger, stranger anybody, 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 it doesn't affect me, you know? So why, why, why should, should I, I be bothered? My introduction to uh, advocacy, advocacy for the Asian Asian, Asian American, American uh, 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 Pacific uh, Islander Island community, and particularly for the Filipino American community, community on the on Asia, Asia issue of hate, hate crime or anti-Asian anti hate, was when Noel Quintana, the guy the whose guy face was flushed, okay, okay, when that when incident, incident happened, happened, it really, really brought. brought this issue to heart to me, for me, because Noel Quintana was a volunteer of the Migrant Center. Noel Quintana was the accountant at that time for the Migrant Center. So I didn't know that it happened to him two days after he was released from the hospital. And I got so furious and I said, how could this happen? And of course, and of course that, that was followed, was followed by, by, by the incident involving uh, Bill Beck uh, Carey, who was kicking and stomp in front of, of a hotel, hotel you know, and other Asian Americans who, 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 uh, who, who got attacked here in New York City. So, so that, 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 become, uh, that become an introduction for me, and I got so involved, and, and that's why I am uh, rallying uh, calling, calling on, on our, our uh, community leaders and organizations and say, let's come together. together. Let's talk let's about, talk this. about and this. And let's respond to this issue as one, you know, Filipino-American community. And you know what my, my slogan this time for the Filipinos? I'd say, you know, you are not alone, but you cannot do this alone. I said to them, hindi kayo nag-iisa, pero hindi mo kaya itong mag-iisa. So Father Julian, can you tell us then more about this group that you've been working with recently related to your work with this rising Asian hate crimes? I understand you've been working with the group this weekend? We, we, we just started, just started this Saturday. Saturday. Uh, uh, the, the, vision the vision of this, of this uh, conversation, conversation is to, to uh, 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 create, create a, a loose network, network of uh, Filipino-American advocates, advocates 
against uh, Asian hate. Actually, we came out with a, a working name already. We call it PANA. It is Filipino American Network Against Asian Hate. Okay, so. Uh, so we started the conversation last Saturday. There were about uh, 23 uh, leaders representing different organizations. And, and we, we talk about the reality that we're facing. Uh, a lot of suggestions came out and what to do. Uh, we had previous conversations with the previous administration, but uh, the nature of things here is that, you know, when, when, we, we did, when you don't do a follow-up, nothing will happen to those initiatives. So, so slowly we're, we're moving into forming this network. We're, we're hoping you know, that the most number of Filipino organizations and individuals uh, would support. Because I don't want to see another attack on the Filipino. Now, there, there are others, you know, uh, attacks lately uh, that uh, were not reported. And I think there, there are two things here that, number one, we have to recognize. Culturally, we don't want to call attention to ourselves, right? When you're attacked, attack, when somebody said that, you know, the first thing that the person, you know, thinks is this. Why me? Why me? You know, did I do something wrong? I think it's like, you didn't do anything wrong. It is just, it is just a situation right now. We're in Asian Americans are targeted. So because they said, well, something is wrong with me, I'm so ashamed that it happened to me. So what happens? They will not report. So a lot of these things happen that are not reported. But we're hoping that if, if we create this network and, 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 and put the word out there and say, here's a network, when if something happens to you, you can plug in and report the incident, and we're hoping that we'll be able to respond to the needs of that individual. Not only advocacy, not only legally, but also what other things. For example, Noel. This happened to Noel during the pandemic. Noel was working two jobs. We, he was on his way to work that morning when it happened. Right? So. He got slashed, he ended up the hospital. Two days later, he was released. He lost his second job. Why? Because he's afraid to take the subway. We went to a rally. The former mayor was there. All the politicians were there. All big talks, all the big wigs. Great. You know, and one of them said, oh, Noel, if you need anything, please do not hesitate to call my office. Noel called the office. And the first thing that they offered Noel was a... $20 food stamp. And I said, Noel, you need more than that $20. I can't afford to give you $20. You need more. Somebody approached Noel and started a, a GoFundMe uh, project for him. And that helped him a lot because he lost his job. He applied for access a ride. He was denied because he can walk to the subway. I said, no. You know? Go back, Go back to them, to them and, and say, say, you need more. Those, those people do not understand the trauma that a person would suffer when there's an attack. And the person would not likely take the subway again. So for them to deny him as, as a, an access a ride is twice 
uh, 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 he became twice a victim of the situation. But see, that's one that's one incident, that's one case. And if we don't deny to advocate for our people, what will happen to us? You know, and I, I would say I am calling all Filipinos and Filipino Americans, you know, to 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 unite and advocate for our community. You know, whatever your profession, your background, your age, whatever. Or to think of the Filipino community. You know, and and, and we have to we have to understand this. You nurses, you know, you're 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 in the service profession. You do, you do your, your best, best. You, help you help people, people. you do this, you do this for them. And you and know, know what? what? Sometimes, Sometimes this is a thankless ministry. Some people, you know, forget to thank us, but that's not an issue. You know, we have, we have to, to do, do good, good for, for our people. Mm, I see. Father, you mentioned something about a while ago with regards to legislation, that if it's not followed through, nothing will happen. Do you think legislation will be able to assist us, if you will, our community okay, okay. to be successful with what we really actually need? First of, First of all, all, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> there, there are, are lawyers, lawyers in the group, group experts, experts in the law in, in, in this group, and I, I pass on the ball to them, if you may, and say, help us to understand, you know. Uh, for, for example, example uh, uh, our community reacts when we say, when, when the Philippine or Asian American and AAPI was attacked and, and, and the law and, and the courts would say, well, this is not a hate crime. We get angry and say, why not? It's a Filipino, it's an Asian who was attacked. Why is it a hate crime? And we look at the law, you know, and we need to understand that there are reasons why we cannot call it a hate crime. And that's where our lawyers and the experts in the law would come in and explain to us. No, because that's the law, that therefore they have to, they have to lead in that area of advocacy you know, to, 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 to change maybe, or to you know, do something with, with the law to, to protect us, you know? Uh, there's, there's a lot, a lot to be done, done, you know, and there's, there's a lot, lot to be uh, uh, understand, to be understood rather in, in, in these things. So, you know, we, we are learning as, as we go along. <laughs> uh, we have we to go, go back, back to what I said. That is, we have to assure them that they are not alone and that they cannot do it alone. Because most of the time, you know, let's take, for example, a case of an undocumented Filipino. Okay, here's a quick, 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 funny story. You know, one day I got a phone call and said, Father, and the person that I other line was crying. Like, Father Julie, I need to see you. I said, what is it? Oh, I, I, have, I need something from you. So the person came and she was crying. And I said, oh, what, what's wrong? You know, uh, Father, my roommates were threatening to have me deported. And I said, why? Well, because I told them, you know, my situation. I said, why did you tell them about, in the first place, about your situation? 
you know. So when an undocumented person, when something happens to them, you know, if they don't know that there's a center, to whom are they going to turn to? Or they will just be quiet. No, they will just, what's, what's our term? They're going to go deeper and deeper as TNTs. You know, because of course you don't know who's undocumented or not. You know, but but for them, for their safety, they would rather be quiet. So when they're attacked, their their response would be the same thing. Oh, it's my fault. Oh, I should be quiet. You know, so I would say, come on, speak out, because you are not alone. You know, especially when there's an organization, especially when there are people that they can trust and say, this happened to me. You know, there's a woman in California, in California somewhere. I, I don't know where she said she's in the area, in the border of Nevada and, and, and California. And she's asking for help. And I, I don't know anybody there. So I cannot extend help to her. But if there is, you know, there are organizations there that she can connect with, you know, I'm sure she would feel better and say, at least, you know, there are the, there are Kamalayans that I can run to or depend on. Mm-hmm. So let me switch to another topic. There's not, uh, it's just uh, hard, disheartening to hear about immigration and um, crime hate, I mean, hate crimes. So, you know, recently I watched a vlog. It was published mm-hmm. by a Filipino-American LGBT, and I believe he's mm-hmm. also an activist, who at an early age had to switch religion due to his unaccepting experiences he received from his community and his Catholic church. And he expressed gratitude to have known you and to be able to uh, help him through an, a journey, hopefully coming back to, the Catholic, to Catholicism. How does that feel, Father? First of all, I think I'm very, I was very explicit in that video that I was not trying to, uh, to drag him back into the Catholic Church. I, would, I said in that uh, interview that each and every one of us has to find our way to God. That all of us are in a journey you know, uh, to, to God, to establish our relationship uh, with God. If you find that you're going to grow in your faith as a human being, as a Roman Catholic, by all means, stick with that. If you, if you think uh, you're, you're going to grow in your relationship with God as an Episcopalian, go with that. And for him, for Kalayan, he, uh, he, he decided to become a Buddhist. And I said to him, you know, if... If for Kalayan, if he was at the time that he was growing up, there are other people that he can talk to, you know, and to tell him that, hey, it's okay to be gay and be Catholic. You know, Uh, our our, our sexuality should not uh, be, should not define our relationship with God. You know, and, 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 and it pains me when I hear his story. I'm, I've known Kalayan when he was working with uh, Amnesty International. I met him there years before, you know, but uh, just the second time that I, this is another time rather that we got reunited. And that's when I heard, you know, his journey and how he, he became Buddhist from being, from being Catholic. And I said, hey, 
you're good. You're in good place. You know, and especially with what he's doing now, advocating for nonviolence, you know, uh, uh, in, in the day society, he's great. I, I think I would say this. Um, I'm hoping that uh, young people who are struggling with their sexual orientation will find somebody that they can talk to and assure them that you're okay. <laughs> Nothing is wrong with you. You know, I, I had a conversation with a mother who, who was saying to me, Father, please help me. You know, there's, there's a guy here in church who comes to church here on Sundays and say, Hey, Father, pray, pray for my son. I said, why? My son is gay. and Your son is okay. I have a mother who's saying, please do help me. I, I want to convert my, convert your son to what? Your son is okay. Oh, he's not okay. I said, did you raise him as a good to be a good person? The, the one said, I believe so. I said, then he's okay. What are you trying to do? You know, especially here in the U.S., you know. I said, once your child turns 18 to 21, he's now an adult. Leave him alone. You know, leave him to find his space, his place in, in the world, you know. I hope I answered your question. <laughs> Father Julian, um, I have a follow-up question on the recently formed uh, group that you had, PANA. So you had a meeting with these uh, leaders and influencers of other organizations um, and talked about uh, the anti-Asian uh, hate crimes that have been going on. Can you tell us uh, more about how, uh, you know, what transpired in that meeting? Perhaps like um, uh, where, where is the direction of that group um, and what type of um, sort of conversations uh, came out from that meeting? Like where, where is that group leading towards? See, here's one of the things that I uh, said uh, at the beginning of our meeting. No, uh, first of all, I'm inviting as many organizations as possible. You're coming to the meeting, you know, bringing your own ideas, your own initiatives, you know, your own plans or campaigns. And I said, many of these organizations have things in place already. For example, PNAA. I saw your position paper. It was great. You've done your work already. So why don't bring that, you know, that initiative into the group for us to support it and collaborate and work with you? Other organizations are just beginning. You know? So first of all, I was calling the gifts from the community to come together, share it, and support and collaborate with one another. So that was great. There's so many ideas. Rachel Campo, who represented uh, NAFA, had a meeting with the mayor today, Mayor of New York City, Mayor Eric Adams, and, and Adams was very receptive. You know? so, so Rachel presented the output of our conversation last Saturday. We, have a, we had a one-pager, you know, what are the immediate uh, responses that we need to do, uh, what are the long terms that we plan to do. So the mayor was receptive. And because of that, we're going to have a follow-up conversation with him, you know, uh, from our side. 
from, from PANA and other organizations to talk to him and say, this is what we would like to do for the safety and well-being of the Filipino-American community. Uh, I cannot tell you the specifics now. Uh, if you want, I can change, uh, share with you later. But there are a lot of things there. One of the things that we would like to do would be to, to, do, uh, to, to organize a town hall meeting with the mayor and the police and, and our uh, government representatives. You know, uh, I believe that we need to uh, uh, involve uh, our, our consulate here uh, on this issue also. Uh, especially when it involves an undocumented person. Yeah. So and another thing also is like we're, we're thinking uh, of a system uh, of reporting. You know, when somebody uh, gets hurt, attacked, or you know, uh, whatever happens to them, there is a number for them to call. Yes, Mindy. So I understand. I'm sorry. Uh, I understand yeah. that uh, the uh, impact that this organization uh, is still very pretty much. Um, vague, if you will, for the for the lack of a better term. But uh, in addition to the um, logistics or systems, make uh, processes that you have to build. What do you think would be the best? What would be the most impact? Would this organization assist us as an, an immigrant or an undocumented um, individual? We will not be able to measure the impact of this until a structure is in place. Uh, I think one of, for me, one of the indicators that uh, uh, it will have an impact if uh, the most number of Filipino-American organizations will be with us on this initiative. Uh, another indi indicator for me would be when people will start reporting, coming out and say this happened to me. Uh, third would be when, when I mean, they can have an needs assessment and, and Filipino-Americans would say, this is what we need uh, to keep our community safe. And, uh, is there are so many organizations here in New York City. It's a question of like you know, uniting them, rallying them together for a common cause. And I think uh, anti-Asian hate or anti-Asian crime uh, uh, or crimes against, uh, against Asian-Americans and Pacific Islander have been at, at the forefront of, of the minds of a lot of people. Because, and I said, what do you think? You know, I mean, we never run out of reactions, you know, to what is happening around us now. Yeah. I just have a follow-up question, Father. Do you think this should be nationwide, not just in yes. New York City, but actually? Yes. Uh, Oh, yes, absolutely. absolutely. The, uh, uh, we, we had uh, a representative from Philadelphia. We have uh, uh, people from New Jersey who, who join us, and and we want you know we want we don't know how to do it now or how to proceed, but uh, but we we hope to have a nationwide nationwide link. You know, if 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 Pana can be a nationwide. Uh, exchange and links uh, among Filipinos on this particular issue, that would be great. Because I know that you guys there in California also face the same issue. In Florida, I'm sure there are, you know. Uh, I mean, it's just a question of, of linking, you know, and, and, and sharing resources, you know, uh, uh, thinking of a campaign to protect ourselves. Uh, even I myself, you know, got attacked uh, during uh, the height of the pandemic. You know, someone, someone said to me, go, go back, back to Asia, Asia. Go, go back to China. 
<laughs> I said to the person, excuse me, I'm not from China. You know, a, a homeless person showed me to an incoming car, you know. So, so it was like, like I was, I was coming uh, from from a dinner with Filipino friends, you know, with and and, and it was summertime. I was coming back to the to the church, and a homeless person pushed me, showed me towards an incoming car. Luckily, the car was able to stop. But what I did is this: I followed him. I followed him to Penn Station, and when I saw the police, I had him arrested. You know. So, Father Julian, um, what is your message to other groups who are not involved yet in, in this newly formed um, uh, advocacy uh, group that you have, the, uh, the PANA? Uh, what would be your message uh, to them? I would, I would like, like to extend the invitation to them to be part, you know, to, 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 uh, to join, uh, participate, and advocate. And I, and I think, think it's, it's going, going to bring us back, back again to my to my slogan early on that is you are not alone and you cannot do this alone the more people the more filipino american leaders and organizations and community influencers that will join us the better not only in new york city but also in other states and hopefully nationwide you know the idea is we're going to link now we're, we're linking we are not absorbing any uh, uh, organization so much so that they will lose their identity. No, you are just linking with us. And hopefully we can support each other in our initiatives, in our campaigns, and the way you know, we dream of protecting our Filipino-American community. Father, any last comments that we have not spoken about or have not you haven't uh, mentioned to our viewers or listeners? Uh, we, we should, should unite. unite. We should be together in this. You know, uh, let's let's do away with uh, our Filipino crop uh, mentality, which is not good. Always think, always think positive. Always, always think, think of what is, what is good for the Filipino community. Anything, anything that's negative, anything that would hold us back, is not good. Always think for the good, for the common good of the Filipino-American community. We can only achieve that together because nobody, nobody will be able to do this, to do this alone. Thank you. Uniting, linking together, and supporting each other. You are not alone. You cannot do this alone. And that is all that we have for this episode. I want to thank our guest, um, Father Julian, my co-host, Mindy Ofiana, and our director and producer, Radmi Cahudo. Carol Robles, PNAA Chair for Communications and Marketing. Our advisor, PNAA, Found PNAA Foundation President, Nancy Hoff, and our executive producers, PNAA President Dr. Mary Joy Garcia-Dia and Executive Director Carmina Bautista. Join us every Wednesday here on Rise Up. Until then, keep on rising. See you next week.
This publication was made possible by Cooperative Agreement CDC RFA IP212106 from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention of the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Its contents are solely the responsibility of the authors and do not necessarily represent the official views of CDC HHS.